Hey, everybody, welcome to the Little Fish Podcast, Season 3, The School of Marketing. I'm Joel Eschenbach, and I'm so glad to have you here with me today, listening or watching. If you are an audio listener, you listen on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher, go check out our video versions of the podcast at thelittlefishpodcast.com. You can watch the full video of each episode, but also you can subscribe there. Now, why should you subscribe? Well, if you subscribe, then I'll send you a resource to your inbox for every single episode that we have. That resource is a worksheet or a guide or more video content that will help you dive deeper and put into action the things you've learned on each episode. Remember, if you don't put something into action and actually do it, you can learn all day long. It'll never happen. So go to the littlefishpodcast.com to subscribe today. So let's get to today's episode. We have already talked about how important it is to nurture a relationship with a potential customer before they buy. And you can do that through an email sales funnel or a nurturing campaign. But to get them in that process, you want to give something of value to them in exchange for their email address. We call that a lead generator or a lead magnet. Well, in today's episode, I interview Wes Gay. Wes Gay is going to give us a process to build our own lead generator or our own lead magnet. Uh, Wes is really amazing at this stuff. He's got a step-by-step process, some some really quality questions to ask as you prepare that for part of your digital marketing strategy. Wes is a fellow StoryBrand guide. He has a certified agency called Wayfinder. He's a contributor to Forbes, and he's a TEDx speaker. The guy knows his stuff, and you're going to like this interview. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. So without further ado, let's jump into my talk with Wes Gay. Hey, Wes. It's great to have you on the show, man. Thanks for being here. Man, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Um, so I'm, I want to talk about lead generators, lead okay. bags. I want to dive right into it. Um, right. One of the things that stands out to me about you is you're quick with words. Uh, you've always got a lot of ideas. I think that mm-hmm. when small business owners that I work with talk about creating some sort of a lead magnet or something to give away in exchange for an email address, it's like the question's like where to start. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked in previous episodes already about how important it is to nurture the relationship with potential customers. And so they come to your website and you want to give something away for free. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you, it's a long setup, but I want to ask sure. you, what are some ways that you've seen businesses be successful with creating some sort of a lead magnet or lead generator? Yeah. Well, at a high level, a lead magnet really just solves a problem, right? I mean, if people come to your website and they go, yeah, I'm not really ready to buy yet or I'm you know doing my homework they're going to download they you need to have some other option right mm-hmm. and so i think a great lead magnet is one that just just addresses a problem that your audience has mm-hmm. uh, so that's the first place to start is thinking about what are the problems and i would say i always encourage people to get really specific with their problems like one way to think about it is what's a question that you're hearing a lot of prospects and customers ask right that's one Another one is, what are you seeing right now kind of out in the world about your industry or the thing you do that you think people misunderstand? Uh, And then the third one is, what is a really common set of mistakes that people can make? All right. So for example, uh, I wrote one, gosh, three and a half years ago, maybe now. And StoryBrand still uses it as an example for their live StoryBrand live workshops. Okay. Uh, It's called Five Ways Other Lenders Rip You Off. Mm. And it was for a mortgage lender up in Detroit, outside of Detroit, Michigan. And the whole thing was here are five fees that a lot of lenders will charge, but those fees should actually should actually be zero, right? And so what we were doing is we were talking about a problem people did. It was a problem people didn't know they had, and that was the problem of paying too much, right? So that's a that's the place I would start with is what's something that um, what's something that you can 
uh, sell or what's something that a problem that you can solve for people that's really specific, right? Uh, I've worked with clients that I worked with the company one time. They had 54 lead generators. Wow. And I thought that seems excessive <laughs> because it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in their defense, they had multiple lead generators for each of their personas because they had a pretty robust group of personas based on industry, you know, position in the organization. It's a big B2B company. Okay. And so they, they were really good at uh, targeted uh, targeting it, targeting their specific audience. So they had multiple ones that they would try and really drive through Facebook ads. Um, but it's really a, a great lead magazine. How do you solve a problem and how do you educate? And I'm a huge fan of giving information away. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people get, they think of the lead magnet that you just have to, um, that you just have to kind of inform. I think you can educate and even teach people, even if that means giving away your expertise, because the reality is, while I might download a lead generator that says five ways other mortgage lenders rip you off, I'm still going to go hire a mortgage lender. Like I'm not going to figure out how to do it my own. Yeah. You, know, you could find 10 ways to summer proof your plumbing, right? I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm still yeah. going to hire a plumber to do it for me. It's really about what are things I don't know. And then how do you, how can you on the back end after they download it with a lead, with an email campaign to follow up? How does that then lead to some kind of another call to action, a sales call to buy a product, et cetera? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point, right? I'm not going to do it. I just want to know enough about it or I don't want to miss out mm-hmm. that fear of missing out or that fear of making a mistake. I've, I've often heard, and I don't have the stats for it, but I've often heard that lead generators that talk about mistakes are more mm-hmm. downloaded than those that yeah. have more of a positive spin. There was actually a study done and I can't, I can't remember where it was offhand, but it was this idea that we will, we will, we are, people are more likely to take action uh, to keep from losing $10 than they are to make $10. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this, this fear of the unknown, I think is a really big one. So what are you going to reveal? Like 10, you know, 10 potential plumbing problems that happen in the summer, seven ways, seven expensive mistakes you can make with your home AC, mm-hmm. um, you know, five costly mistakes in tax season. I mean, there's just this kinds of expensive hidden things that I don't know, this fear of missing out. We are naturally drawn in because it, you know, we talk a lot with this, the story brand, this idea of how do we use a storytelling framework in marketing. And one of the reasons we use a storytelling framework is because we open a story loop. That's we do something to hook people and draw them in. And those kinds of lead magnets are really powerful because you tell me there's an expensive mistake, the hidden cost, right? Something like that. I'm going to go, well, I, I don't know. What am I missing? Like, I don't want to waste money. I don't want to lose money. Uh, so what do I need to know to prevent me from doing that? Yeah, no, that's good. And it's interesting, the descriptive words you're using. I, I, two things that stand out to me when we talk about catchy titles or descriptive words is you're using a number mm-hmm. and you're using some sort of word that really grabs somebody hidden yeah. secrets, um, mm-hmm. mistakes, something about that just grabs the, their curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. So like my, when I'm working with clients or even thinking for myself, I'm, I'm thinking that way of in specifics so of five ways, seven things, et cetera. Uh, another thing that I'll do depending on the client is Uh, I might do a beginner's guide or the ultimate guide, right? Like here's a playbook. Here's the ultimate guide. Here's the X, Y, Z thing, kind of the all in one, everything you need to know, right? Because those are great too. I mean, I've seen those be really effective. The ultimate guide to um, tax planning for small businesses, you know, the ultimate guide to, I mean, I've seen some of this lately and since March is the, since March of 2020, the ultimate guide to remote work, right? Everything yeah. you need to know to be successful in, in your in a new not the new normal but a new a new work environment. 
Yeah. Like those kind of things are really helpful. Yep. Yep. And of course you got to use the word pivot and you got to use the words, uh, New normal, right? new normal. Yeah, yeah. We should have, I'm convinced by the way, that all these phrases we've been using are great band names, like oh, orders yeah. of magnitude and new normal and, uh, unprecedented times, unprecedented times. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, transmission rate, like all these <laughs> transmission are great. rate, flatten yeah, rec- the curve record cases. Yeah. These are yeah. all like, these are great, like hard rock email band names. Yeah, that's true. That's good stuff. <laughs> Um, okay. So going back to the ultimate guide thing though, when you talk about an ultimate guide or something that's more comprehensive, there's a lot of, you got to put a lot of value behind that. Uh So I'm thinking about in terms of of value, how much value does somebody have to really provide? Cause I've downloaded, I think many, probably many listeners and and viewers have downloaded plenty of these and some of them are really great and some of them suck. They'll just be like (laughs) two sentences or something. Yeah. Um, so what, what kind of value needs to be? presented uh, a lot I, I mean i don't know how to quantify i would i always err on the side of generosity okay um i i don't think in terms of lead magnets that you can give too much away hmm. i think you will be rewarded by being generous by just explaining stuff right i mean for example you and i are, are we you know we own marketing agencies and mm-hmm. we're in you know we do project-based stuff retainer-based stuff we're in consulting whatever and there's always people who just say hey can i pick your brain can i get feedback you know whatever yeah. and there's a tendency in our world to say oh, well i got to charge for all of my time it's like well you can but there's sometimes it's like you know what this is really, literally going to take me five minutes yeah <laughs> i'm just yeah. going to spend five minutes and it's like what I, how do i be generous and over deliver on value and just give stuff away knowing that by and large, I can give a lot of information away, a lot of knowledge, a lot of expertise. People are still going to hire me. I mean, Simon Sinek wrote Start With Why. That book's 15 bucks on Amazon. He probably gets paid $150,000 to do a 45-minute keynote on the book. Yeah. Like, you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So it's like, just be generous. The same thing, we could talk about Simon Sinek, Seth Godin, Dave Ramsey, Bob Goff. I mean, you name it. Mm -hmm. People who write books have businesses. They still get paid. Don Miller, they get paid top dollar to come in and speak and do it because people always want you. I mean, if you are the expert and your company are the experts, they're still going to hire you. Yeah. And a book is a lead generator. I mean, Absolutely. That, that is the thing. And yeah. it's, it's really the ultimate lead generator because mm-hmm. you're giving For away sure. tons of value in a book. Uh, and, you know, it makes me think so many of us think short term. And what we're talking about with giving away value is a long term strategy. Mm-hmm. And that's something that has shifted over time. Well, I have to monetize this. I have to make money on this. I have to whatever. But it's like, you've got to build that relationship with yeah. something of value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. I mean, you're, you know, I talk, you know, some people will say, oh, I've got to monet. I've got to just sell. I've got to monetize everything. It's like, you really don't. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I try to, one way I'll explain it is uh, when you ask people for a sale, you're asking for essentially a debit from that relational account. But if you haven't made any deposits in there, you're going to overdraft. Like there's nothing to be, to be able to pull from. So I, so especially in today's world and depending on, you know, the price of your services and the competitive, the competition, et cetera, you might have to make a lot of deposits and, and invest a ton into that account before you ever ask for a sale. Right. But you still want to ask for a sale, but you yeah. don't have to monetize everything. Um, you need to be able to, though, to, to just give generous, to be generous and give away your wisdom. And we're also in a world too now, I think where for, it's not so much about telling anymore. It's about showing. 
Like you have to demonstrate your expertise if you really want to stand out. Mm. I can go on Facebook and see ads for all the, the internet marketing gurus. Yeah who have never actually helped a client. That's my right. favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard somebody talk, call them uh, marketing bros. Yeah, oh, they just get yeah. on. And on, it, and on yeah. LinkedIn, they write broetry, which yeah, is like bro. one line at a time with a space <laughs> right. in between. Right. Bro-try. My favorite yeah. broetry. Yeah, ever. Uh-huh. yeah they're, the, they're the marketing bros who've never actually done anything. And it's like, all they're doing is telling me about it. But I would much rather hire somebody who, who demonstrates their expertise by solving a problem or doing something for me. Mm. You know, so I'd, I'd much rather, and if, you know, I'm thinking about for my own business, and what does it look like for us? It's like, well, one of the, one of my ideas for lead generator is to shoot three, five minute videos. It'll take me, a, you know, I got to write them. I got to shoot them, edit them all that. It's going to take some time for sure. And I'm basically giving away the stuff I do for clients, but it's going to work. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it would, I know people are going to download it. I know people are going to find value in it. And ultimately they're going to build trust in me. So when I do ask them to buy something, there's a trust that's built up that they're ready for the, that I, they're ready to make a purchase. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And that reminds me too of when you talk about video, I think videos are a great lead generator option. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. They take a little bit more time. But one of the things I like about video versus like a PDF, for instance, mm-hmm. is that you can have a series of them like you just mentioned yeah. and have them in a series of emails and you continue to deliver that value over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's probably depending on what kind of equipment you have, what kind of ability you have to edit video, that sort of thing. Yeah. It can be a difficult place to start or expensive if you have to hire a videographer or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can. And you also, I mean, if I, if you weren't thinking about doing a video, find somebody who's maybe a videographer, somebody who does video and then ask them to teach you how to even use your iPhone. Mm-hmm. If you're in a quiet room with a decent light and you know how to frame yourself in the shot, right. And kind of get a good raw video that way. You can do a lot with a little, yeah by having somebody who knows what they're doing, tell you how to set it up. Right. Yeah. Um, and if you're comfortable, and I know people who are thoroughly uncomfortable and awkward on video and so video is not an option for them. That's fine. I know people like myself, typically I can, I can do the whole thing, start to finish a video much faster because I'm comfortable mm-hmm. with it. And I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, a video is a really powerful medium and there's so much more you can do to hook people in, to draw people. So yeah, video is a great option yeah. uh, for like, for, you know, for example, I would say, and I say this as a homeowner, like if you're a B2C company in the home services business, your lead generator should absolutely be video because I want you to be showing me stuff like, you know, how to fix the five funny noises your toilet's making. (laughs) Give me five videos of like the funny noises my toilet's making and show me how to fix it. Yeah. You know, like that kind of stuff. I would download that all day long. And then when I had a plumbing problem, I'd call you. You know, but yeah. you can't do that. You can't talk about a funny noise your toilet's making in a PDF. That'd right, right. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> but you can do it in a video, right? I yeah. mean, you can uh-huh. let it, and it's not hard. Somebody holds it, you explain it, done. It's like, I'm in, right? Uh-huh. Um, video yeah. is a medium we're communicating in more and more and more as a society. So it's like, learn to leverage it, particularly if you're a small business, uh, particularly if you're a B2C services business. Like, if you want to stand out above the competition, I think that's absolutely a way to do it. Yeah. And in that example too, if you're, if you're a home services business, even different industries, I think require different quality of video. You wouldn't mm-hmm. have to have quite the quality of video to talk about the no- noises your toilet makes as right. you would to talk about marketing, for instance, I don't think. Oh, for sure. Um, so you could do that more on your phone. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, oh, for those of us who don't don't like to look at videos of toilets, we might not like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My wife, anytime like we're watching a, a reality show or whatever, anytime a, a picture of a toilet comes on, she's like, why do they keep showing toilets? That's hilarious. Or people cleaning toilets or something. That's like funny. That. It's I don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean it's video's good, great. Uh, I mean the medium doesn't really matter if the content's good. Hmm. Right. And I'd also argue too, on that note, um, the medium doesn't matter. I I, don't, I would argue the length doesn't really matter. Hmm. Like if it's good, it's good, right? I mean, if it's 800 words and it's super helpful and it's a download, great. If it, if it takes 3000 words, but it's really, it's a really good 3000 words. I've done both, right? There's yeah. no right or wrong. There's no hard and fast rule. It's really about, uh, are you interesting and are you really actually providing value and solving the problem? Yeah. Versus just gibbering on about something that doesn't really yeah. matter. Yeah, <laughs> and you just become like a buzzword machine gun. You're like, I know this is English. Yeah. I know the complete sentences. I have no idea what any of this means. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. I just, yeah, I love that idea of going back to solving the problems and starting there. What are the problems that your customers are coming to you with all the time? And how can you put that in some sort of a format that, that they can get for free? Yeah, absolutely. You, and I, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. And I was going to say too, when you think about like even solving problems, one of the things you can do is, is turn this into like free content. So for example, uh, if I have a five ways or a seven things PDF, now I actually have, I could flesh those out and build out five emails to send as a weekly newsletter for five weeks or, mm. or 15 weeks, space it out one, one every three weeks. And nobody's going to know that's what it is. Or I now have content for social media, right? Or other things that I can use to generate leads. I think one of the things businesses think forget about is that building your social media audience in and of itself can be a great lead generator because, and frankly, most people who call themselves social media experts who have businesses around social media, the one thing they're trying to do is actually get you on their email list. <laughs> and so, you know, yeah. something like a big Twitter following, Instagram following, uh, LinkedIn, whatever it is what they're trying, what they really want to do is get, that's a lead generation platform for them, but they really want you on that email list. So, right. uh, yeah, but it all goes back to content that just addresses and solves problems for your audience. Yeah. And that's, I mean, thinking about it that way though, so many people do create a piece of content mm -hmm. and then think, okay, that's done, done with that content. Let's move on to something. Yeah. Can, you're right. It can be reused over and over and over and over again. Yeah. You don't listen to your favorite song once. Right. Mm. Like you're going to listen to your favorite song sometimes several times a day yeah. and you're not going to get bored. If it's good, it's good. If it's yeah. bad, you're not going to listen to it more than once. Uh, so yeah, use that content. I mean, turn that one thing into multiple pieces and it'll be a really powerful tool for you. Yeah. So good. All right. So we're talking about solving a problem. We talked about mm -hmm. the titles a little bit. We talked about video versus uh, a PDF. What's the quickest way for somebody to get started with it? Because I think there's a procrastination piece. We're like, okay, sure. I know I need to do this. This would be great. I'm convinced, but oh man, who's got the time to sit down and write? Yeah. So. Well, the quickest way is to hire somebody, frankly. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, there's what's, what's kind of the, the Venn, di Venn diagram. There's good, fast and cheap, right? Like mm -hmm. you're yeah. not going to get, it's going to be hard to get good and cheap, but it's, you can get good and cheap. But it's not going to be fast. You can get good and fast, but it's not going to be cheap. You can get fast and cheap. But it's not going to be good. Yeah. Um, I mean, the fastest way is frankly to hire somebody, but if you don't have the funds or you're scared to hire somebody, the first thing I would do is ask, what is a, the thing I said a few minutes ago, what is a common question that I know my customers or my prospects are asking? What is one, and the more specific, the better. I think specificity is a superpower because it helps you really hone in on something. Mm -hmm. And it helps when people are reading it, they know what it's about. They don't have to guess. 
So ask, and if, you know, think of a question or think about something going on in your world right now, people don't understand. So I've got a client in the mortgage industry and the mortgage industry is just crazy right now with, yeah. is we're in 2020 with refinancing and rates so low, et cetera. But there's also a lot of misinformation. A lot of things people just aren't understanding because they're reading the headlines and not the reality. And so yeah. what's something that they misunderstand? What's a specific thing they're misunderstanding right now? Um, in fact, this client was talking to me about forbearance and what people are misunderstanding about forbearance as a result of COVID. And they're trying to clarify that for folks. So ask one of those two questions. And then this, so if you, if it's a problem people have, or if it's a thing they misunderstand, I want you to write five to seven specific things that either they misunderstand about that thing, if that's what you went with, or if it's a question they ask, I want you to give me five to seven things to explain that problem or to solve that problem. Right. Gotcha. So there's the meat of it already. Yeah. So I've got my five things. Literally, here's the statement. And then give me a three to four sentences to explain the five or seven things, each of the five, seven things. You have the meat of it. And then to open up to, you only need a couple of paragraphs as an introduction. You want to state the problem or state the thing. Tell me what the issue is. Maybe you want to give me a little information about why it's a problem. And then you want to tell me, uh, hey, here's how you solve it. Or here's, let me help you understand or clarify the confusion and then give me the list. And then you have a conclusion paragraph, right? And you're done. Now, I don't want to frustrate people who say, well, yeah, he says it because he's a copywriter and a marketing guy and he yeah. does it all day long, which I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at the same time, just don't overthink it. Like, mm -hmm. let's put this in perspective. We are writing a marketing, a piece of marketing collateral. <laughs> we're not launching rockets to the moon. We're not in, uh, like, we're not in ICUs. We're not ER doctors. We're not mm -hmm. field medics. We're not in the military. We're not police. We're in marketing. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> unless you are marketing for a hospital, which if that's the case, you're not going to be doing a lead magnet for the ER anyway. Yeah. Right. Right. But at the same Convince time, people to come to the ER. Yeah. You <laughs> to come to the ER. Hey, five reasons you need to choose our ER. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like you're in market. Don't overthink it. Right. Just get it pretty good. And then at most, maybe you get it pretty good and you, you hire an editor for a couple hundred bucks to tighten it yeah. up for you. Hire a designer. Frankly, you could go on Canva and use their templates. It's like $10 a month on a Canva subscription and you've done it yourself. Yeah. Right? Don't overthink it. I, the biggest thing I think you can do is just think about what, what do I know a lot about that most people don't and how do I just explain stuff to people? Yeah. And I think if you just explain, I mean, Malcolm Gladwell built a career, has built a career off just explaining stuff to people. That's true. People just want yeah. to understand things and you are an expert. You should be an expert in the thing you do because you do it all day and you get paid for it. Therefore you're technically a professional. Uh, so just explain stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> and then yeah. put it out there and tell people about it and then let them sign up. Yeah. Because having something is better than having nothing at all. Yeah. And if it's, and if you, and if maybe it, you know, it works and you get a little money and you decide you want to hire somebody to maybe rewrite it or update it, it's the internet. Like it's not yeah. hard to change that out. We're yeah. again, we're not sending Tesla rockets into space. Like this is not hard. Yeah. Anybody who tells you that that kind of thing is hard is a liar. Yeah. <laughs> like it's really yeah. not hard to update a PDF yeah. download for a website. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's, you can't avoid it anymore. I think there's this place mm -hmm. where for a while, many businesses could avoid digital marketing, digital content. Yeah. And we're at this point in history right now where people are, we've been hearing for years, people are more and more online, yeah. but it's true now. People, yeah. if you don't have yourself out there in one way or another online, you're, you're truly missing a, a huge audience. Mm -hmm. You are. And, and I, I follow a guy on Twitter who's a 
kind of a thought leader in the e-commerce, you know, kind of direct to consumer space. Okay. Future of retail. And he's got some, he, he reads a ton, puts out a ton of content. He's a really great thinker. And one of the things he talks about a lot is how the future of retail and the future of retail brands is they have to be media companies. You have to think like a media company. And you think a lot of, there's a lot of startups out there that are uh, in this direct to consumer space, for example, where you can only buy their stuff through their website. Um, that they, they put out a ton of media content, mm-hmm. right? I mean, look at, uh, I mean, Nike puts out a ton of stuff, mm-hmm. right? But, and that's, that's kind of the future of brand building is thinking of your company. And it doesn't matter what you do. I don't care if you're a financial advisor. I don't care if you're a plumber. I don't care if you're a software company. I don't care if you're a hospitality, if you're a hotel, hospitality industry, tourism, whatever it is. Like you have to think now in the world we're in that you have a media and content division of your company to put stuff out there to draw people in. Yeah. Because that's just, that's the world we're living in. It's not a bad thing because the, I think the more you put out there and the more you put lead generators out there, the more you solve problems for people, the more of a community you're going to build on your own. And the great thing about doing it <clears throat> with things like a lead generator is that you're also building an email list. And email is one of the two things in digital marketing that you own. You own your website and you own your email list. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You rent social media, you rent all the everything else from all the other territory. And so the reality is you've got to, um, you've got to leverage the land that you own. So how do you build your email list with well, lead generators? Well, how do you use lead generators to, to build your audience? Right? Yeah. Yeah. God, so much good stuff in there. Really. And, and about the media company that everybody, I think that can be a little intimidating, but it's sure. just the reality. I think shifting your focus about that. I have a client who's actually on a previous uh, season of our podcast who he runs a, a couple of retirement centers hmm. and he has focused his efforts. They've been struggling a little bit in this time, but yeah. he's refocused his effort. He, he took one of his offices, gutted, gutted it, turned it into a studio. And now yeah. he's creating content for uh, people that are at home. They can't go anywhere. Older folks that are just kind of stuck. He's doing entertainment content. He's doing Funny. educational content and it's going great for him. Yeah. Uh, so he has embraced <clears throat> that, you know, um, mm-hmm. and nobody in that space you know, I'm down in Florida, so we have tons of retirement centers, right? <laughs> yeah. Tons of tons. But nobody down here that I have seen is doing what he's doing because yeah. they think, well, they're, the people are, the demographic's older, so they're not really going to connect with that. But that's not true. Mm-hmm. They really are. And they're doing, he's doing fantastic with it. Yeah. And it's like, I know that kind of stuff intimidates people, but like I had a, uh, I've got a financial advisor client in Southern California. He's been doing it 30 plus years, I think now. And, you know, not a, not a, uh, he would be kind of a late adopter in the technology curve, right? He's okay. not the guy that's like super innovative. We're just now getting him on Calendly, you know, trying to do that, you know, automated calendaring, that kind of stuff. Well, when the pandemic first hit in March, um, obviously the market just went bonkers, right? I remember all, all the way back in March when that first happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he was getting just bombarded. I mean, they had, they knew some things were coming and they could forecast it a bit. And so they kind of prepped their clients but when it really started to drop and get crazy they just started putting content out and this guy had never done this before. And so what he did is super rudimentary is he put together a PowerPoint slides, PowerPoint deck every week. Hey, here's what's happening. Here's what it means for you. And here's kind of what to expect. Not, not crazy. He would get on a zoom call by himself, record his own zoom call of him walking through the deck. And it was like a five minute video. And then he'd send it out every week. He was actually doing it on the weekends because their weeks were so crazy. And so he did it and people loved it. Like he got tons of great feedback and he'd never done anything before. All he did was put a PowerPoint deck together explaining what was happening in the chaotic stock market and people loved it. 
and he's got yeah. a ton of great feedback and it's been really helpful. Like it doesn't have example. to be super sophisticated. Yeah. You yeah. have to push, you have to be the one explaining because we talk a lot in marketing about being the guide mm -hmm. and that is how does your brand product or service position itself as the vehicle to get people where they want to go. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so in order to be the guide, you've got to be seen as empathetic and competent. Like, are you, are you able to solve my problems? Which means how, if that's the case, you've got to demonstrate that work. Again, like I said earlier, you can no longer just tell people. You have to show people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gosh. And, and, and yeah, so you can get as sophisticated as my friend with the assisted living facility mm -hmm. who hired a videographer on staff, yeah. or you can start on your own, but you just got to start. You got do to something. do something. Yeah, yeah. just try yeah. it. I mean, uh, you know, I watch it's funny, like people think, oh, you got to have high production values. Like, have you not seen or did you not watch any talk show or news show from March to like July of 2020? Right. Audio yep. was even Mark Cuban, a billionaire. He's got more money than all of us combined mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. double that. Like he's doing all these calls and he's like on his phone. Lighting's terrible. Yeah. He's not using headphones. There's no external mic. Like it's terrible quality. He's a billionaire. Yeah. But his content's great. Like, because <laughs> he's a smart guy. Yeah. So content, content over over beauty, which I think you and I have talked before. I, I like things to look good, but you're right. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, the expertise, the content, that's the thing that people are really after. Yeah. And it and For you sure. can start. I've seen so many, yeah, so many shows have, have you, I'm often I'm like, come on, they could do a better job than that from their house. But they're purpose, yeah. some of them purposely aren't because they want to yeah. relate. There's that relatability to being at home. We're at home just like you are. Yeah. Well, even like celebrities are on Zoom calls, like y'all can't buy a mic. Like y'all yeah. can't, yeah. can't you, I know you have AirPods. Use your, put your AirPods in. Like, yeah. Come on. But it is like, you know what? You get used to it and it's just yeah. what it is. Yeah. That's so true. Uh, that's cool. Okay. So before we wrap up, any yeah. other thoughts about, lead magnets, lead generators, uh, and anything else you want to share that I, that I missed on that? Um, yeah. You know, one of the things that's, this has been, this is not new. It's been around for a long time with digital marketing. Um, and sometimes the question is, are they really effective? Mm. Yeah. And I know people have built their companies around great lead magnets. Yeah. Um, I think more the way it's in order for it to continue to be effective in order for it to uh, really build, Build, build leads, you've got to just, again, err on the side of generosity and be overly generous with stuff you give away. And as a result, I think you'll be rewarded for it. And I think you, you, what you'll be known as, con, you'll be constantly solving problems. And I would say too, uh, like we said earlier, sometimes there's a fear of, there's a procrastination I think comes from a fear of, am I doing this right? Is this going to work? Yeah. Whatever. And you know what? You may put it out there and after a couple of months, um, it doesn't really resonate. Okay, change it. Right. Again, this is digital marketing. It's <laughs> nothing is set in stone. Mm -hmm. If your website company is telling you it's really hard to change stuff, fire them. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is, yeah. you know, I know, man, like it's really not that hard. No, it's, it's really, not. really not. It's and not. so I would, I would encourage people to just try it, test it out. You know, even if you just pay somebody for an hour of their time as a marketing consultant, like you or I or somebody else, just to help you generate ideas and get moving. Uh, that's better than doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And one of those things, one of the phrases that's helped me and, and all of the racial tension we've been having lately too, I heard um, one of the black leaders that I follow say something like, be humble and ready to fumble. That was yeah. something that stuck with me. And, and they were talking line. about in terms of what are the right words to say? What are the words yeah. not to say? I don't want to be, 
I don't, I don't want to offend anybody, but I think it applies to a lot of areas in life. This is one that applies to is like, you can put something out there into the world, mm-hmm. just be humble and ready to fumble and you can fix it and redo it. And it's digital. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Like, I don't want to get, I don't want to end on a soapbox, but I'm going to go for it. Uh, man, I could, we could have a whole episode just moaning about marketing people who lie to small businesses about how hard it is. It's really not. Yeah. Like are things complicated at times? Yeah. Does the mm-hmm. software always work? No. Does right. it sometimes, is it really, you know, does it, do we have to bring in the nerds occasionally to really do some hard things? Yes. Mm-hmm. But the reality is we're specifically in the context of lead magnets. It's not hard. I mean, you could write it in a couple hours, edit it, use a Canva template that's pre-done, drop it in. Who cares if it's a template and you've got something, mm-hmm. right? Again, the, I can't overemphasize how easy it actually is and how hard it's not. So yeah. just try it, put it out there. And then it, the great thing about having one is when, you know, let's say you're a, a local business. Now you have something in your Facebook ads or your local ads, your social media ads, your social media content, your email marketing, your paid advertising, whatever to drive people to, Hey, download right. this thing, right? You don't have to call us for a quote, run all your ads to download this thing. You know, if you, I, I've worked for some, accidentally worked with a lot of financial advisors. And one thing I've learned about financial advisors, for example, and other uh, B2B kind of professional services like finance and real estate, et cetera, is they speak a lot. Like they want to get in front of a lot of local groups. So now if you, if speaking or getting in front of groups or local associations is a way you drive business, instead of saying, Hey, call us for your insurance needs. It's, Hey, uh, before we wrap, I've got this great resource that I want you to download. It's called um, five insurance gaps that you may not have, that you may not know, or un- that are, that are not covered in your business. Yeah. Right? And then they're going to go download that. And then they're going to get an email campaign that triggers as a result of that uh, lead magnet. And then they're going to call you, but you've also provided a ton of value and given them a really easy next step. That's a, makes it a really short on-ramp to be able to do business with you. And what's the worst that happens? They download it. They don't buy from you now, but more people download it, your list grows. And eventually you've got more people that you can sell to when you need to, and they're going to buy from you at some point. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Money that is person, money. So that person remembers you, you and they remember you in the future. They come back. And what I love about that is it, it duplicates yourself. It, it, digital content in general, you duplicate yourself over and over yeah. and over again. So mm-hmm. when you talk about somebody downloading that, it's a valuable, but then that automated series of emails is going out and you're selling while you're mm-hmm. you know, making dinner. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. pretty wild. When it's, it's kind of, um, when you really start doing it, if, if for those who have never, as a business owner, you've never really taken the time to automate your marketing process or do a lead generator, it's kind of addictive. When you start yeah. seeing email addresses pop in, you're like, oh, that person signed up. That person signed up. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Even for my own, I have a little uh, alert that I get uh, every time somebody sends up and I was like, Ooh, that's yeah. fun. That little, <laughs> little, dopamine, little serotonin, hit. dopamine hit. Uh-huh. Yeah. I always yeah. mix up serotonin and dopamine, whatever one. Yeah. Dopamine. Yeah. What a, the, yeah. the good one, whatever, the good that, one. Yeah. whatever the right answer is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Definitely. Well, Wes, uh, this has been a really good conversation. I think really valuable and helpful. Um, if somebody does, does, doesn't even want to deal with this themselves and sure. they need help with this, you've got this process down. Mm-hmm. Um, how can they work with you or what's the next step they can take with you sure. if they need help? Yeah. So go to hire wayfinder, H I R E wayfinder, as you see on my sign back here.com yes. slash little fish. And there you'll be able to download the ultimate guide to creating a lead magnet. So I'm literally going to walk you through a process that I frankly use every time I write one for a client, show you how to pick a topic, uh, even got an outline for you on how to write one 
and then some writing tips as well so you can be your own editor. So go to hirewayfinder.com slash littlefish and you can grab that resource there. And then if you read it and you go, hey, you know what? Uh, I don't want to do this myself. Then we can absolutely jump on a call and I can show what it looks like for us to do that for you. Yeah, so good. Awesome. And I love that you have a lead magnet about creating a lead magnet. <laughs> there, You know, I feel like in marketing, there's this, there's a, there's almost like this inception where when you start doing a thing, talking about the thing that you're doing the thing on, like people who sell webinars about webinars on how to make, how to do webinars. Yeah. 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 It gets kind of like crazy, but uh -huh. sometimes those, those people make a ton of money. They're like yeah. teaching you how to teach you to do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wes, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Uh, I know we've all learned a lot, so Hey, maybe we'll have you on again. We'll talk. We could talk about a lot of different things. Oh, so, man. Thanks. thanks we for we could talk about how not to get screwed over by your agency. That'd be a fun one. Yeah, that would be a good one. Well, <laughs> the sky's the limit. For sure. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Wes. Thanks, man. What a great interview with Wes. Be sure to go to hirewayfinder.com forward slash littlefish to get his ultimate guide to creating a lead magnet. I think it's going to be a really valuable resource. Also, go to the littlefish.podcast.com and subscribe to get a resource in your inbox for every single episode. And then finally, don't forget to check out if you're interested in the masterclass that's coming up. I think it's going to be an amazing group. I'm really excited about it. Go to the littlefishpodcast.com, click the wait list for the masterclass, and we'll do this thing. So thanks again for joining me. Next week, we're going to talk about, we're going to take a pause. And before we get into talking about uh, analytics and tracking and Facebook ads and Google ads and how to get traffic to your website, we're going to pause and we're going to talk about the importance of design, uh, creating a, a really powerful brand and some mistakes, common mistakes people make when it comes to design. So join us next week on the Little Fish Podcast.